आइए हेलो पॉल व्हाट्स गोइंग ऑन ऑल राइट लुक्स लाइक maybe i'm a few minutes late depends what de- depends what clock i look at according to my cell phone i'm right on time all them clocks all them clocks how does a cell phone get off time doesn't matter paul are you there when you throw it out the window it flies that's my connection uh you sound all right okay cool all right What's going on you two? There there's no one here. <laughs> wow. Have we shared uh, it out or anything yet? Yeah. Well, I mean I've been pimping it. I said I posted been, it a couple minutes ago. Well, a few minutes ago, something like that. Yeah. I've been pimping it for days. <laughs> there is that. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been really looking forward to this one. <laughs> um I mean that's I'm all right. Share, just... share Paul's post here. Yeah, well, Facebook will show it to your friends tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful, right? Social media, do, their algorithms like nothing's timely. No, especially Facebook. Facebook is, I don't know, that or Twitter just doesn't show anybody it. <laughs> They're both junk. They're junk, and I'm going to complain about it. <laughs> so the notifications have been about a day and a half off lately. They're they're restricting my spam. Unfortunate. Um I don't know if we'll have Melanie or not. Oh, so Jesse. Yes, sir. After going to the movies this weekend, I think you finally banged your drum hard enough. I I'm seeing some original content coming out in theaters. Where? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> No, there's some promising movies coming out this year. All right. I hope so. I hope that's true. Uh, oh, Why I'm... is face Facebook's not even letting me share this, man? <laughs> uh, it's because it was a share. One of our posts. Uh, Facebook share. <laughs> it's not letting me share a share. It's ridiculous. It clearly doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> maybe i already shared this share maybe that's the problem well i know we won't have matt d today um because he said it's soccer season what here's, here's my thing this is <laughs> since this is going hello savannah what's hey, going on hey I, I i've seen you in the in the listener group before what's going on there's somebody maybe it'll just take a while um i was gonna say like Our irregular listeners, when we kept asking, what time is a good time? I kind of wish they had to give us some input. I don't know why. I don't know why. (laughs) Because then they'd be there. (laughs) Last week was, it was a little rough. It wasn't terrible. Like, we had listeners consistently, but very few, if hardly any of the regulars. And nobody was really wanting to interact. So a few commentators. Yeah. Yeah, I listened back and then I also looked because uh, I was at 
we get like uh, parent, not parent teacher conferences, but back to school open house or whatever was happening. So I had a few minutes before it kicked off and I looked and I was like, oh, it's, it's us and a bunch of those like live streams that aren't live. Oh, where it's like basically like um, the comedy channel that, that plays basically like funny music, like a radio station. Well, you can't interact with that. Right. And so it's like, well, you'd think this would be good because that means we're one of the few that you can interact with actually, but maybe it's a dead zone for people that actually would interact. I don't know. Yeah. Just not a good time. Conversation is dead. Is it, is it like too early? Do you think like it'd be better if it were later? I kind of think maybe. Well, that's the theory. Because I, I know, like, like Maggie, uh, when she has done hers, she does it uh, more like, what, basically an hour or two later, two hours later. And she seems to get some decent interaction. Well, I feel like, and hey, we've got a couple listeners in here now. So good. Get, we will. Thank get, you. I swear we will get to the topic at hand, um, <laughs> which is entertainment news. And uh, we're going to talk about Rocco's Modern Life, the new Netflix series, uh, not series, special. But. I feel like <laughs> I feel like this time slot hits in a weird spot where it's too early slash late in the afternoon for Pacific Coast or Pacific time zone. It's like three o'clock, three p.m. over oh, there, yeah. and then it's like prime going home stuck in traffic time. I say it's almost like rush hour for us, which. Is maybe okay, but I guess I'm supportive of people. Like, you'd think we'd get listeners, but you kind of have to, like, fumble with your phone to listen to live casts. So maybe the live cast in the car is not, you know, maybe that's not who we want to target. Not. <laughs> that's fair. Well, considering the chastising you gave, what was it, Mel a couple weeks ago? She was te- she was chatting. She was <laughs> text true. chatting while driving. That was this insane. Is my point. <laughs> What's going on, Dimitar? I know your name. I've seen you in here. It's good to see <laughs> you again. I see you. I see you. Well, let's. Let, you know what? We got people. Let's let's start it proper. All right. Uh, I still have not added the Grolix Nights music yet. I'm sorry. It's it's one of those things where I totally forget about it until I'm about to start the live cast, and it's too late. We're gonna so, we're gonna need that sweet sweet saxophone eventually. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but we got this. Cue the music. <laughs> Welcome to Grolix Nights. What, all, <laughs> all your favorite shows don't wait 10 minutes to play the intro music? What are they doing wrong? They're behind the curve. See, the listeners are starting to... We're getting more. It's that intro music. It brings them in. It brings them in. <laughs> like a Pied Piper situation. <laughs> all right. So, hey, everybody. What's going on? I am uh, I'm Randy. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Jesse. My other regular co-host, uh, Melanie. I'm not sure where she's at. Um, but she has had, uh, like, an infection. So she's been kind of off and on sick. So she's probably dealing with that. However, we are joined 
by Paul here. Hey, Paul. I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Paul here. That is your name now. <laughs> that is not your name, but Paul middle name Paul. yes, and last name here. Maybe the oh, H yeah. in Paul H Harder is here. Paul here Harder. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that just doesn't disgust you. I apologize. Uh, oh my. <laughs> He's like, I've heard everything you could. You, you, there's nothing you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. All right. So uh, today we are going to talk about Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling. Um, I know Paul probably has a lot to say about that. Thank God, because I, I don't. I don't know what to say about it. Um, but here's a little overview. Uh, I love that there's like, I love the chat. On livecast, okay. That's why I was disappointed last week that there wasn't a lot of chat going on, because sometimes it's like a totally another conversation going on while we're doing the show, and it's so <laughs> funny to me. But I like it. Keep it up, guys. I don't care. Talk to each other. Talk to us. Talk to yourself. Whatever. Talk to All the right. guy who lives in your closet. Yeah. Get Ooh. him to. If you got a guy living in your closet that you can chat chat up, I said he wants to listen. Us. Let him listen. Have them follow us. Uh, so Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling came out just this month. Um, overview. After 20 years in space, Rocco returns to a technologically advanced O-Town and makes it his mission to get his favorite show back on the air. This is an animated special uh, based on the 1990s cartoon series on Nickelodeon, Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, the special was written by series creator Joe Murray along with Dan Becker, Tom Smith, and Cosmo Sir Sigerson? Sigerson? Whatever. I'm just I did pretty good on my Cosmo. And it, was, and it was directed by Cosmo and Joe Murray. Um, okay. So what did you guys what first off, what are your guys' relationship with Rocco's Modern Life? Uh, the series, and then I, uh, you could segue into what you thought of this. I think Paul should go first on this one. <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah. we were going to do this anyway, but this is really, this is Paul's pick. Oh, I loved Rocco's Modern Life. I mean, it, it, it was one of those shows that I wouldn't miss. It, it just, I mean, just, it was, it, it was dumb funny, which mm-hmm. helped a lot. It, it, it wasn't. It, it was before the stupid cartoon really took off, but <laughs> it still had enough, of uh, you know, sophisticated humor that you could go back now and watch and be like, "Oh, okay, I missed that." Oh, like, sure. Spunky and the mops. You know, you wouldn't necessarily catch what was going on with that as a kid, but you would catch it now. Sure, sure. You know, it, it's. So it, it was that it was right in that crossover from really good cartoon writing to what are we doing with cartoons? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in real quick before you get too far into it. Um, yeah, I I would kind of agree. I enjoyed Rocco's Modern Life. It was one of the it was one of the ones I watched quite a bit, and there were um, several around that time period watching this special. I feel like without getting too far into the special just yet, I feel like it 
does very well at retaining the spirit and feel of the series. So it made me think of the series and I was like, oh, this is, this was, yes, this was definitely one of the post Ren and Stimpy cartoons because after Ren and Stimpy, that's when cartoons started, like cartoons changed. (laughs) And that was also kind of like the Nickelodeon thing for a time. And I do feel like this is one of the better stupid kind of gross cartoons. Mm -hmm. After Rocco, they started playing towards certain age groups. Mm -hmm. Now, this was before uh, Cow and Chicken, right? I think so. Like, this feels like, you know, Ren and Stimpy, and then you got, like, Rocco's Modern Life kind of period. Um, Doug doesn't really fit into that group, but it's around that time period. And then, like, you got, then a little bit later, you get Cow and Chicken, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, stuff like that. Ed and Eddie, yeah. Okay. Because I uh, like that was the main um, that was the main hook for me on this was uh, Charlie Ad- Adler, uh, his voice acting work in this it was like that was my hook because I honestly didn't watch Rocco's Modern Life at all. So I uh, like I mean, I, I can't say not at all because it was on and it was, you know, it was it was a big deal when it was on. But I I didn't catch it while it was on. I don't know if it was just uh, the fact that it was on cable and I live out in the country, so I didn't have access to cable. Or I was in college maybe when this was out. And so, no, no, it would have been before that. So I think that's probably where it was. It was in my gap because I didn't have cable at the time when this was particularly big. Uh, Dimitar says, cow and chicken was awesomely crazy. I loved cow and chicken. This is bonkers. Cow and Chicken was st- strange. It's like they tried to, honestly, I think Cow and Chicken tried to do what Ren and Stimpy and Rocco did for a younger generation, just clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Because hmm. I mean, um, you look at some of those episodes, and if you were to age them, you could see a lot of the Ren and Stimpy writing. And, oh, for sure. Was it pork, pork butt or whatever? Like, that, I mean, that's pretty much stolen right out of Ren oh, and yeah. Stimpy type of thing. <coughs> um, I'm trying to find... Well, I can't. What you, was... You Rocco ran... When Rocco was running, that was the golden age of Nickelodeon cartoons. You had Rocco. Is that Rugrat, Rugrats and... Rugrats, yeah. I mean, that's when Nickelodeon's oh, yeah. cash cow was cartoons. For real, okay. yeah. I was trying to find the exact date. So Rocco's Modern Life premiered premiered in 1993 and ran to 96. So yeah, I mean this was prime for me. Oh yeah, this was prime Nickelodeon time period. And um, the cable thing, like Jesse, the cable thing would have definitely been an issue because you know Nickelodeon, and we did happen to have cable at that time. But uh, I, I want to say Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, I don't. I'm probably getting the years mixed up a little bit. But are you afraid of the dark? Stupid shows like Salute Your Shorts, like even some of the, that's all like hey, prime. Dude. Yes. Prime Nickelodeon time period for me, just for oh, my yeah. age. Yeah. The Pete and Pete. Pete. See, yeah. I, oh, no, Pete and Pete. Oh my God. See, I don't know any of these because like Rugrats is oh, the closest like thing. And I, uh, I, I honestly don't even know a whole lot about Rugrats because again, this all just kind of fits in that time period where I'm in high school and I don't have cable. I feel like Pete and Pete was the Twin Peaks of children and teens programming. <laughs> that shit was so weird. <laughs> it was just weird. 
That is a that is an odd pitch right there. <laughs> like if you're pitching, <laughs> but it's <accurate. laughs> that's awesome. It's just the I kind of want to see it just on that pitch alone. It it I don't recall it having any of the gross stuff, but like take the weirdness of some of the Nickelodeon cartoons at that point, and then just it's a live action show though. It's got it's got the same if not more weirdness, but it's a live action show. It's got Arn. Uh, was it Arnie, the st- strongest man in the world? It was this like skinny, weird guy in tights. Yeah. Like, it's just so strange. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail uh, with Pete and Pete, but you mentioned Pete and Pete. That's going to happen. <laughs> There's an episode, <laughs> classic Nickelodeon. <laughs> That's about true. That's about yeah. Um, I wonder what covert nerd's doing. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm, there, just, yeah. I'm, just I'm just gonna hit him up with all your nostalgia projects be like hey so you were pretty cool to let me talk super nintendo games with you uh you, you watched much nickelodeon in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll be like no i'll be like great what time are we doing the episode you'll <laughs> have to do all this research like well my favorite <laughs> is these three that i just discovered <laughs> Uh, we're what? What are we referencing here, Randy? What What are you talking about with this, okay? This covert what stuff. <laughs> uh, risk of driving our uh, couple of listeners away. I will segue into a brief uh, speed pimpage. Um, so, what I'm mentioning, talking about, is I was recently a guest on a podcast called the Covert Nerd Podcast, which I think you can find on Castbox. But you know, it's a podcast; it's everywhere. Um, it's hosted by Lee, who's a, who's a very cool guy, lives not too far from us, and. <laughs> I was listening to an episode he had done with uh, with Jeff, who we've had on the show before as well, in which they listed their each of their top three favorite uh, 80s arcade games. And I'm listening, and somebody mentioned Super Nintendo. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if Lee'd be down for like the same, but for Super Nintendo. Um, and he was. So yes, yesterday, in fact, uh, his new episode came out, and I am a guest on that episode. And we each run down our top three favorite Super Nintendo games. And uh, it was good fun. Facebook page, didn't you? What's that? Said you shared the link to it on your Facebook page, didn't you? Yes. Go to GrawlixPodcast.com and look through. I'm pretty. Oh, yeah. We must have. Uh, and look through uh, what we got there, our posts. And you'll be able to find a link to it there. Um, I appreciate that Livecast doesn't allow links in the chat because that would be problematic. But also, sometimes it would be handy to be able to share links in the chat. I was um, just thinking that because I did find... Um, Covert Nerd Podcast on Castbox. So if you're looking for it, uh, that's how that's how you'd search for it is Covert Nerd Podcast. Yeah, one word. Uh, two two words. Although most social media sites, he has it down to one word. But if you're looking for it on Castbox, it's three words: Covert Nerd Podcast. Oh lord, um, <laughs> that is that is way out. Three. That's too many. Um, but yeah anyway so check that out also i did a god-awful live stream of one of the games one of my favorite games that we talked about i live streamed it on our youtube yesterday and i'm so torn about it because it's a fun live stream except it's so irritating to watch and it was irritating to play i spent about 40 minutes of an hour-long live stream dying and trying again and dying and trying again uh, that was a Super Nintendo. That dude, that's all. That's retro games, man. You want <laughs> retro gaming? That's what you're gonna see. It's like I said last night. 
all retro games are 60 hour games. You just, uh, you just keep dying. That's why. Um, the game is, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what country you're in, Dimitar, but in the US, it was released as Out of This World, and overseas, it was released as Another World. But yeah, that, uh, that was the more obscure of my three top, uh, my top three favorites. So I was like, that's the one I want to stream because I want people to know this game because it's awesome. And then I spent 40 minutes stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is super cool, though. Like, it's still... It, the getting stuck aside, and the main thing is, like, basically, essentially what would be called a checkpoint or level start restart areas it could be a little closer to where you die. That's the main issue. But Back I think then it, we didn't worry about it. No, I mean, we worried about it. We complained about it, but that was just the norm back then. Um, Anyway, it's a fun game. You can find it on Steam, actually. That's what I was playing last night was the Steam version. It's uh, almost 10 years ago. They came out with a 20th anniversary version uh, remastered, and uh, I was playing that last night. So It was a lot easier to throw the controller then because you can just pull it back. (laughs) That's Uh, true. Had a bungee, yeah. I not a true bungee, but a bungee. <laughs> it was tethered. Yeah, yeah there you for, go. For, for a long time, as I got older, I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting better. I don't break controllers anymore." A little insight to Randy as a child. I don't think I'm better. I think video games are just easier. <laughs> oh, by far, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it was it was good fun. Um, <laughs> hey, you guys referenced uh, Kid Icarus. To this day, I don't think I... If there's more than one level, I don't know it. Because I never got past level one. See, I never... I said level one always kicked my ass, but... (laughs) Good catch. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. I mean, I don't know if you have, like, little listeners there that you need to censure yourself for, but... Nah, that's fine. Um... All right. Well, hey, we're you know what we're talking about though. We're reviewing Rocco's. Mo- Wait, Dimitar. Dimitar says sounds cool. Sorry, if it- we got a comment, I'm gonna stop the show and read it. <laughs> sounds <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds cool. Uh, yeah, this is really interesting. How both games and cartoons uh, traveled really slowly, and there was some misplacement in years, like the 80s came came to Bulgaria in the 90s. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Also, I'm guessing that's where you're from. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we're kind of fortunate being in the <laughs> I was going to say, like, is so Nebraska kind of like Bulgaria <laughs> in that it, uh, I would say it Nebraska. seems like we're a couple years behind whatever's going on anywhere else in the United States? I, I mean, politically, definitely. Any, I think anything else, though, uh, I think... The internet kind of helped that, but in the 80s and 90s, you know, we might not be like a decade behind, but yeah, definitely a little behind. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'd say Nebraska is behind in just about everything up until the internet really took off. I think the internet just kind of helps that. Yeah. Like Demitar says, uh, at the moment, things are more in sync thanks to the internet. Like, do the impact the internet, and I realize there's people who like, but, but 80s and 90s were a bit funny. 
Oh, I, I realized man, I can't imagine like <laughs> get, finally getting the eighties stuff in the nineties and just how much of a cultural shift is going on in the nineties. Oh, no, the internet probably ruined it, but I was about to say, so Timitar, do you guys still have like a few years before synthwave fad hits you guys? Because I'll ride that wave. <laughs> Cause it's dying. <laughs> it's dying. It's on oh, its way yeah. out. And I still yeah. want to make synth music. So, uh, I'm coming to Bulgaria. No, I'm not. I'm gonna live. I'm gonna stay here. But I'll 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 stream stuff to Bulgaria. But remember, the internet was just a fad. That's oh, right. Man. It was a fad that uh, Al Gore invented. I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you ask him. <laughs> okay. However, what we're actually talking about this episode is Raga's Modern Life Static Cling. So we talked a little bit about the original, the series that it was based on. Let's talk about this new, uh, what was like 45 minute long TV special is essentially what it is. Um, uh, what, okay, so Paul, you loved Rocco. How, how, how was this? Did this live up to your expectations? I, I really liked the special. The, one of the things I liked about it was honestly, it felt like a big meta joke on basically us. Mm. Yes. Fans of the series. I think you're fans of anything. Well, especially the, you know, well, can you bring back the fatheads for, you know, can can you bring back the fatheads? Well, we can't bring back the show. Well, how about a special? Oh, yeah. It's like, really? Come on, guys. (laughs) They're not subtle in their message at all. It's a, I did appreciate that aspect. Very much in your face. Yeah, this is for you. Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> and it's even funnier knowing that the creator was approached to to do it, to bring it back. And he initially is like, why? I don't know. Let's not do that. I don't want to do that. And then he did, then he changed his mind. So seeing that this is what they did after he changed his mind kind of makes it all the more funny to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> some, you know, the callbacks, you know, a few of the callbacks were nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, th- I think they stayed true to the original series. And it, it honestly, it picked up exactly how you figured it would after floating 20 years in space and just crash landing back. And oh crap, everything's different. But do and, we do? And yet, totally the same. Like, I mean, yeah. like, it's different, but they approached it totally the same as they probably would have back then. Like That's, the uh, I, like basically like the, well like the iPhone craze they tackle. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yeah. I mean, there's some that, that was great. It it handles that aspect well. Um, was it Heifer and what's the other character's name? Uh, Philbert. Philbert. Yeah. Look at. Uh, I feel like I mean I, again I didn't watch the show so I'm not a good. Um, I mean I'm I'm a good outside opinion on this thing, um, but. It seems like those two characters were pretty uh, consistent with the way that they were before, at least from what I, what minimal contact I had. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I feel like that's how they would react to things. Like Rocco would be off doing his thing, and then they would be doing something else and, and just reacting to everything else that's going on. And uh, it was just kind of humorous how, how they would approach everything. And it's funny because they almost had their fingers on the pulse better than Rocco did because Rocco is like so tunnel visioned on his fat head, uh, 
crusade. Oh, I'd say, yeah, they, I'd say they definitely did. They adopted to it super quick and, uh, Rocco was stuck in the past. Um, I, I will say it's now, of course it's been so long since I watched a single episode of, uh, Rocco's modern life, but of all the shows that they bring back or they do like a whatever anniversary special or reunion special or whatever. And I could be wrong, but this felt the most accurate to the original series out of any of those, like any series I've seen that they brought back it like the, it honestly, it kind of took me by surprise and it's a, it's a pro, but also a con for me, but this, it felt like the series to a T and I don't know why I'm surprised by that, but it's it's jarring now just because it it's so it has that 90s cartoon thing going on. It's a little it's not a little it's all over the place. It's goofy. It's gross. It's ridiculous. It's not really that funny. (laughs) But so (laughs) it it like I, I think they nailed it. So I was kind of impressed by that. Well, like I said in that message I sent you, my biggest con from it is it leaves you wanting, but in a good way. Like you, you want more now, but you know you're not going to get any. Honestly, it the uh, it felt more like like a lost episode. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. It's like oh, well I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever seen several years ago, they did, I think it was for spike. They did new Ren, Ren and Stimpy episodes. Oh, and that was rough. That couldn't have been good. Well, the animation was great and you know, it was John K. Uh, so is it's John, right? It doesn't matter. So it, you know, the tone was there, but it was weird. It was definitely, it felt different. And part of that is because it was made for Spike TV, uh, an otherwise adult TV station, and they were like had no restrictions. So it is not a children's cartoon. It is an adult cartoon. It's almost funnier when you have to work within the construct kind of thing. It's like uh, when you know that you can only get away with so much, you'll push the boundaries of what you can get away with. Uh, but when it- you can get away with anything, then you're Andrew Dice Clay, and that's only funny for as long as it's shocking. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. And I, I I think you nailed it perfectly there because like that Ren and Stimpy, they could there's nudity. They could do anything. And right. it's not the same as when the children's cartoon from the nineties on Nickelodeon would do kind of weird uh uh somewhat when they would push the limits, that is more interesting than there's a naked, there's a topless chick and uh Ren and Stimpy are all about it. It's like, that's just weird. Um, right. So, but I would well, say that the, the, the GIF that runs around uh, from Ren and Stimpy where uh, Ren saw the log on. Uh, yeah. Stimpy's butt, you know, mm-hmm. it's, there's implied overtones, you know, and the implied overtones are generally better than just here it is. So I, I would say that's relevant in that 
Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling doesn't do that. It they I mean I they still have like the Nickelodeon connection here, but it still plays by the same rules they played by then. Um and it's so interesting because in some respects it doesn't feel like beyond like Rocco not being able to move forward until he gets his the cartoon resurrected, but um in some ways it's it's very dated in like it feels like a 90s cartoon. The humor is exactly where it would would have been for the original series. There's just gross-out humor, um, kind of lame jokes, but that's, you know, it's a children's cartoon. But then, of course, the other big thing, the thing that if anybody's seen a news article about this, this is the thing they know about the series. It's also updated. Like, it's 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 also very relevant to kind of now, the actual plot of the story. Um, is not stuck in the nineties, I guess. Um, no, no, it's not. So I don't know. It's 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 an kind of an interesting beast in that respect. Um, so what did you guys think about that? Obviously, I'm talking about the whole the whole the whole trans plot because that also ties into uh, the, it. It was good about the themes. It all ties together. It's you know. It, and it's not subtle. Again, they have the winds of change <laughs> cloud <laughs> character. Yeah, that was a, that was great. <laughs> I like out. it when you take a something that's basically a metaphor and make it literal. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that ties into Rocco not being able to move forward. That ties into the viewers <laughs> latching on to things from their nostalgia, you know, nostalgia things from their childhood. And it also uh, applies to uh, is it Mr. Fathead or Big Head? Big Head. Big Head's um, the real one. Not being able to deal with his son, uh, being Changing. trans, and <laughs> yeah, like, and also just kind of society fighting against that. Anyway, it's very progressive in that way. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think of the, the, the whole this? Just all of it. What do you think of the themes? that's uh, that's what i say when i lose lose track of where i'm going you know like not not knowing the the series at all um those were things that i could really key into because they tackled a lot of stuff and i think that's where cartoons are at their best because they can uh they can tackle a topic and not get the same level of criticism that like news does so like i feel like uh the trans storyline in this works somehow because almost like as a cartoon like yes it's it's kind of hyperbolic but we expect that from a cartoon and it's okay and and they surprisingly they kind of go matter of fact with it um there's really not that much uh, about the reactions that is hyperbolic other than, I mean, everything about the, was it the big heads, everything about the way that they react to everything is over the top, mm-hmm. but it's surprisingly true to life. <laughs> You're like, Oh no. Yeah. That's kind of how uh, parents who can't, who can't deal with it react. They kind of react like that. No. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it becomes an important part of the plot, but I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it. I don't know. I feel like the show handled it fairly well because when I seen the headlines, I didn't read the story because I hadn't watched the I hadn't watched the sh- the special yet. But I was like, hmm, well, this could go one of two ways. It could be fine, or it could be overdone you know it could be thor goddess of thunder complaint that's my go-to for when somebody's trying gotcha (laughs) when somebody's trying to put out a you know an otherwise positive message or inclusive message and then just doesn't do themselves any favor by going ham-fisted about it and i don't feel like rocco's modern life does that um well that was the big difference between the 80s and the 90s in as far as cartoons. Because uh, the 80s was... 80s and early 90s were super big on the, you know, heavy moral of the story. You know, we're going to teach you... PSA. Always required. It wasn't just... Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It wasn't just in there. It was like, we're not going to get away with this unless we do this. Yeah, it's we're, we're going to teach you something and you're going to know what it is. Right. Um, whereas in the 90s, and in the special it's we're going to teach you something you're not going to realize we taught you something right. and you're going to be better for it well and i could be wrong but i this when i seen those headlines i thought that's a weird thing to do because i don't remember rocco really touching any like i don't remember rocco dealing with social issues at all and i, I could said, be I wrong remember. i have to go back and uh check but i don't you know it's i mean we're talking well over a decade now i feel like because earlier i mentioned i had read that the creator initially he's like well i don't really want to do it you know i don't know that there's a story for it so why what's the point and then he changed his mind and i have a feeling maybe this was the story maybe this story came to him or somebody's like you know what if we did this and used it as a vehicle for you know for this story and maybe that's what changed his mind and had him come around to doing the special. But um, I don't know. It feels like it feels like part of the reason this exists, other than the fact that somebody's like, this will make money or get eyeballs or however it works for Netflix. And I feel like that was the motivation for getting, you know, the ball rolling. But the motivation for the creator was possibly just, well, we could at least put out this message. And that'll make worth revisiting it, you know, make, make revisiting it worth it for me. Um, I could. Well, and that's, that's just one of the things that they tackle in this, you know, like, um, and that's the one that you're going to get a lot of news by, uh, you know, news by headline. Yeah. uh, Clickbait stuff out of, but like they, they go after, I mean, and I suppose they did this with the original series too, but they go after the core, the corporate complex for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else? I mean, uh, yeah, they go after the whole iPhone, like totally being plugged in thing, and they modern after modern consumer consumerism and the, uh, the yeah. ridic- built in obsolescence and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and the, and then Rocco's inability to move on, and uh, you know, kind of I, like that's what we're dealing with a lot in our media right now is this forced nostalgia in an effort to cash in on our member berries as uh as south park likes to put it you know like uh how how many properties are being 
kind of resurrected because they know that we're here for it. You know, uh, people who are coming of age and have either disposable income or established income that they can throw at a thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the angle when I did the uh, new on Netflix in August post. That's the angle I took was like the Netflix is coming after your childhood, regardless what decade you were born in. It's all about nostalgia because uh, next week, I don't know. I'll put it up for kind of a vote between us here. But next week, invaders, the new invader Zim's uh, like feature length special will be on Netflix. Right. And this month also uh, the prequel series to the dark crystal so oh yeah oh that's right it's like a big thing and it's been a big thing for a long time i mean admittedly like i was the one who's like hey uh dimitar has synthwave hit bulgaria yet because i'll ride that wave but uh so like i get it i'm (laughs) in it you know some of it i enjoy but it does get ridiculous it's like the comic book movies like i enjoy them but i mean Sometimes yeah. I'd want to watch something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. It took me a while to get to Shazam, and Shazam is quantifiably a great DC movie. Uh, but it's because there's so many comic book mm-hmm. movies out there that I really just, uh, I'm at this point, I wasn't dying to get there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I was waiting for a break. Yeah. I think I still am. Like, I don't know that I'm super excited about a comic book movie right now. Is there like, one coming up? And I could be wrong, but I feel like Marvel knows this. Uh, Disney knows this because look at how weird and varied their phase four is. That's uh, true. I, I yeah. think they know. They're like, we need to do something else for a little while and let people recuperate from the last 22 years or so. Well, I guess with Marvel movies specifically, it's been like 12, 13, whatever. I was going to say, whoa, 22 just made me feel real old. Oh, I mean, if you, <laughs> if you, tra- I mean, if you think I, about it, that's true. You you could trace it to the 90s, but there are so few like good comic book based movies in the 90s. I kind of picture like I feel like this whole thing has been since the first X-Men movie. I feel like the big comic book blockbuster movie the big franchise is kicked off with X-Men in 99, oh, yeah. I guess. Cause then Spider-Man came after that, huh? Yep. Yeah. And like they weren't as consistent. It wasn't till like Iron Man before it really became just a machine. But, uh, yeah, it was a 20, almost 20 years of it. Go figure. Iron Man made the machine. Oh, <laughs> oh Tony. It's a stark reality that we live in. Wow, uh, that's there. that was uh, I like that one, dude. That was a good one. Uh, okay, where are we at on this, Rocco? Are we still talking about this? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't know where we left off, but I mean, that's that's basically like I do like the fact I, I like cartoons. I like any media really when they can touch on something that's real to life and yet do it in a surreal way. And what's more surreal than Rocco's modern? life i don't know uh just because i missed the comment uh dimitar asked was it netflix that also returned the x-files a couple uh, for a couple of seasons no i believe that was still on fox let's say i think that was fox proper but that's another good example like yeah they they've been doing they've been resurrecting shows for a while and well i mean like um this does i mean this is this is a real deep cut and and maybe you guys will disagree but like 
sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And some of the ones that have really bummed me out in terms of it doesn't work is you mentioned Brennan Stimpy, uh, Mighty Mouse. They've tried to bring Mighty Mouse back a couple of times and it's it's worked or hasn't worked to varying degrees of success. Um, but Rocky and Bowinkle is another one that it's like, nah, just leave them alone. Uh, and I loved Rocky and Bowinkle, but you know, like they tried to give them a live action feature and, you know, like I appreciated some of the jokes that they were trying to make, but it was a terrible movie. Uh, and I'd rather that you just didn't make a terrible movie at all than try to resurrect something that I loved. Uh, same thing with Amazon prime. They actually, uh, they actually brought back a Rocky and Bowinkle cartoon not that anybody noticed (laughs) and i tried to watch it and it's i think it's probably fine but it's it's just not gonna hit you know like Mm -hmm. it that was a different sensibility it was just i rocky and bullwinkle was either the 70s or 60s i mean like we're talking old old cartoons there felt 60s i could be wrong but it felt very 60s and so, uh, so hey matt d you should be listening because I would do that for sure. I don't know how you would recast a, a cartoon from the sixties, but I I'm on board for that. But uh, yeah, like that's that that's one that it just falls flat and uh, just leave them alone <laughs> at this point, unless you have something really good to do with them. Uh, I don't, I don't want it. Uh, let's see the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and friends. Um. Well, there's a couple of them. Oh, there's, I think, the Bullwinkle show. The Bullwinkle show. Yeah, and then there's the is it the Rocky show even at one point? Possibly. The Adventures of Rocky. But, um, oh, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends is the blanket title for an American animated television series that originally aired from November 19th, 1959 Woo! to June 27th, 1964. So I say... Ooh, you hit up a sixties reboot right there. Yeah, you hit up Matt D and do a sixties reboot. I've been I've been trying to I've been pitching him on a it's like, hey, you let me do a Bewitch, so how about uh how about I come on and do uh I Dream a Genie? I get you know, hit both my weird witchy women sixty shows. Um nice. but I, I think you should hijack my spot and do some Rocky and Bullwinkle. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Man. How would you do that? Because basically, I mean, basically you're you looking for voice actors. Voice. Yeah. 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 And then like, I think it'd be more focusing on what the series would actually be like. I was going to say, I just, I just said, let's not do it. Let's leave it alone. And now I'm like, Hmm, no, that, that apparently is going to be a podcast episode. But, but Jesse, <laughs> of how Jesse, we won't leave it alone. Think about it like this though. If it's going to happen, what would you, you do? You have oh, the control. All right. All right. Which is probably the problem with the both of these relaunches. Out. So, all right, let's wrap up this Rocky thing because I keep getting ideas for resurrected. You know, talk about resurrected shows. Uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. That's not a childhood. Well, I, I guess for me it is, but that's not a children's show. <laughs> but that is another one that kind of. I mean, it's David Lynch, so it's weird. And fans, it it left fans including myself and i loved it i think it was brilliant television the end was so disappointing too what's that they said it left the actors wanting more too the end is so disappointing in so many ways because you're just like but it's but it's david lynch i don't know what we were expecting um (laughs) but it also itself even takes the stance of like 
part of the whole thing is at the end is they've got the character trying to go back in time. The slight spoilers trying to, it's not like he's time traveling. He just, look, it's Twin Peaks. Things just happen, right? So uh, he is like trying to save Laura Palmer from then before she's killed. And then weirdness ensues and they're different people out of nowhere in a different reality. And the whole point is you can't go back and change things and you can't like, you also can't essentially it's, it's that whole, like, what is it? Bob Dylan thing. You, you can't go back home. Like you can't, you can't change it. You can't fix it. You can't reclaim it and you can't get it back the way it was. Like, it's not going to be the same. Right. And that is very much kind of the Rocco thing only except Rocco is the same. It feels the same. Oh yeah. You can, it's just like, if everybody wants it and even yeah. if the fans want it, does the creator want it? I don't think he does. It's, it's almost like careful it's- what you wish for kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Paul, you, you said something a moment ago. What was I that? Said it was like the toothpaste never left the tube. Yeah. So I don't know if we should do a star rating on this. It's not really a movie. It's up to you guys. I honestly, I don't know where I feel f- fell on this. I, 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 I appreciated. I, I appreciated the themes, and I how and what it accomplished, and the fact that it just it was Rocco's modern life. It's totally accurate. I think they one hundred percent succeeded. That said, I don't know that Rocco's modern life works for me at this age. So I was so, gonna say I, it, that's, it that's okay. what I'd say. Rather than a star review, it's like who is this for? Who would I recommend this to? I mean, I'm gonna go classic rollicks on that and say you know if you liked rocco's modern life then you're gonna like this because this is more of the same and uh yeah so if you enjoy that you're going to enjoy this mm-hmm. definitely oh, i agree and if uh i say if if the original were available for streaming it'd be you know this is definitely a good spot to say introduce it to your kids Oh yeah, why why wouldn't they do that? Like, well, why wouldn't they nail down the rights to stream the original oh, yeah. first? Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Makes me wonder where is Rocco's Modern Life available for streaming for the next twenty years? Because yeah, that's the that's the next thing is like I kind of I wish I had a little more context for some of the jokes because I'm sure there were some clever inside joke. Uh, things for the people who had seen the series for years and years, but I wouldn't have caught those. I only caught the stuff that was meta to what's happening now. And I understand there are a ton of inside jokes and references to the series. Like they made a point to uh, the creators, even like I, it wasn't even me. Like that's probably why there's four or five people listed as the screenwriter. He's like, I had to like consult, you know, these people that I work with now that were grew up on it and are Uber fans. Because he's like, I'm not going to watch rewatch all those episodes. I don't remember all the jokes we did. So yeah, yeah. There's a ton of inside jokes, but phew, I don't. Phew, I didn't catch most of them. It's been yeah, too he was long. committed. <laughs> we got a, um, a bunch of people joining. It looks like now. Uh, welcome, welcome to the chat, folks. If you're just now tuning in, we've been talking about Rocco's Modern Life, uh, the Netflix special, and I, I think we're mo- probably wrapping that up, and we're going to move into some of the. Uh, the usual TV and movie news that we do. Mm-hmm. But if you've got thoughts on Rocco's modern life, throw them in the chat. Let us know. Um, okay. Oh, do we want to talk about next week's movie homework? 
first. Oh yeah, we better nail that down. Okay. So I I just noted two things, two possibilities here. Um, I don't know if either of these are interesting. I have a feeling one of them will be interesting to you guys. But uh, so the obvious one is in speaking of member berries, uh, Invader Zim Enter the Florpus will be on Netflix Netflix tomorrow. So that seemed like the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also and that's seventy. Is that, it's it's basically feature. It's seventy one minutes, seventy minutes long, something like that. Um, so it's more of a feature special than like something short like Rocco. Um, and then just for fun, I also, there's the possibility as like, well, the Punisher, the 2004 movie, I think with Thomas Jane, the Punisher. Oh, the original one. Oh yeah. It's is that the one with, uh, Travolta? Yes. 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 I, I remember watching it probably (laughs) in 2005. I don't. Ooh, Frank Castle. (laughs) And I remember it being okay, but like, Given the state of Marvel movies now and having two seasons of the Punisher Netflix series, I thought it might be kind of fun to revisit the Punisher from 2004, and that'll be on Netflix the 17th. Also, super funny that it's getting the Punisher after, like, oh, yeah, Disney took all their toys back. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, uh, interesting timing right there. uh Um, But, you know, so there's our two possibles. Um, if we want to, the, the one thing about, uh, invader Zim is that I know, uh, listener and friend of the show, uh, Maggie, uh, of cellmates live cast, uh, Maggie and Sean, they are going to be covering that, um, that when, and Rocco. did they say, yeah, both, both the one that we covered, you know, I don't want to step on their toes too much or rehash the same stuff too much. Um, like to leave something fresh for them. <laughs> no, we're going to eat it all up. All right. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll go where the people go. That's, that's what's happening here, but. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, are you, little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go where the people are. I want to see them, see them dancing. That's. Hmm. Recast little mermaid again. Keep her ginger, make her a man. <laughs> People With upset. A full beard. People I'm upset. Down. Okay. Oh. <laughs> or do you think they'd be more upset that that they made her black? Uh, you yeah, know, that's color. that's that's the thing. Like, what what is the thing that's making them mad? I guess <laughs> it's the racism. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'd be fine if it was a white guy. <laughs> well, they run the world. <laughs> that they do. Uh, much to uh, Beyonce's chagrin. Why can't we see us represented on screen as a little mermaid? <laughs> yeah, why can't we be mermaids? <laughs> oh, we have to be gods of the sea. Okay, so... <laughs> Before we get ourselves into further trouble, I will say, uh, Invader Zim, I am familiar with what it is. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode. So I will have very little, like, so much yelling. (laughs) So much yelling. A lot of yelling. Is there? Okay. Well, yeah. All the yelling. If they do it right, there's a lot of yelling. (laughs) 
Mitch, Jesse, you know Mitch, but uh, oh yeah, oh, Mitch yeah. was a big Invader Zim fan, and I remember him watching it quite a bit when we were rooming together. But I, I don't remember what I was doing, but I don't, I don't think I ever really watched it. So it's funny, and it, I, you know, like I, I like, I like what I've seen of it. But again, this kind of falls into that dead zone for me. I don't know when this aired. If this was this was like two thousand one ish. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I would have had access to it, but I was probably just trying to trying to get a job at this point, <laughs> or I was like ready to ready to go into student teaching. Kind you of were thing. starting the the adult thing. I was trying. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll put it up for a vote, and if I remember to put the poll up. <laughs> And uh, see what happens. I'm game for either. Uh, I would have to rewatch The Punisher, even though I own it. I haven't watched it in a while. Say <laughs> so the compare or contrast could be fun. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of feel like The Punisher would be a more fun discussion, right? Um, Invader Zim. Invader Zim seems like the obvious choice, which is probably a better idea. But The Punisher seems potentially more fun. Just I also like, feel like discussion. You know, like it's going to be very similar to this. We're either going to be talking about how it how it was uh, more toothpaste left in the tube or how they bought an entire different brand. And I don't know where if they realized this wasn't toothpaste. <laughs> you just grabbed it because it looked like a tube. <laughs> That's not for your teeth. Yes. <laughs> all right so let, let's move on to the news we'll you know what we'll figure it out later all right we don't have enough of the regulars here to really nail down what people want to want, want to watch and talk about so um we're gonna have to work on this time slot i think we'll see yeah, we'll see what happens you might be right it seems like I more people were joining uh, as we got closer to six mm-hmm. i'd say the five thirty to six it seemed to pick up a little bit um all right well, yeah, it's something to think about. We'll 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 check it out. Uh, okay, so let's let's get into the news. We're we're going a little long here, which is fine. That's kind of what we do now. Um, uh, a Qu- it's a Quentin Tarantino story. Only it's not the ones that have been just uh, totally annoying me. I, I'm, <laughs> listen, I apologize. I don't apologize, but I am sorry if the daughter of Bruce Lee. Feel slighted. I'm tired of this story. It's oh, yeah. it's it's just it's them trying. It's it's trying. It's clickbait articles, but it's it's outlets trying to inflate this into like some type of ongoing story, and it's not. It's like the daughter of Bruce Lee's like I don't. I'm unhappy with how they portrayed Bruce Lee, and then somebody else is like, well, whatever, and then somebody else, and it's going back and forth, and now it's like she's like. Quentin Tarantino just needs to shut up about it. It's like, no, you all need to shut up about it. Why am I reading this headline? I don't care. Please stop. Right. They gotcha. So that's not, and I'm now I'm talking about it. Ah, they did get me. That's not the story. (laughs) I'm, that's not the story we're doing though. Uh, This is from cinemablend.com. Quentin Tarantino and Netflix. One frequent, one frequent collaborator says it's, Highly possible. So this actually, I mentioned this because, again, this is all, also, <laughs> entertainment news is a cesspool of rumors and yeah. maybe and hearsay. And the worst thing I've seen lately is, 
check out uh, Robert Pattinson in the new Batman costume, and then you click it, and it's like, here's some fan art somebody did. It's like, that's not... That's like, not stop doing that to me. That's, that is literally clickbait. Like, that is the most... It's fake news. Like, that yeah. headline is wrong. Be like, if the headline was like, look at this fan art of... I'd be like, I don't care. And that's why they do it. Stop it. I'm going to... Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm figure something out. Okay, so anyway, you're not gonna like it. This is Randy reacted at the news. This is what the news segment was supposed to be. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> this story, however, I mentioned because I kind of had this suspicion for a while. So it's again, it's another like Tarantino's done with after ten movies. We know uh, apparently that headline also grabs attention because you keep hearing it. However, by the way. I don't care what he says. He's done 10 movies. Death Proof is a movie. He doesn't have to count it. It's still a movie. Right. Um, so Quentin Tarantino always said he's, he'd stop when he's made, you know, at, he'd make 10 films, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, according to, let's see, Cinema Blend had a conversation with Robert Richardson who has been Tarantino's go-to cinematographer since Kill Bill. Ooh, Robert Richardson, that's the name. That's the guy who we have, this is criminally undermentioned on Grolic Cinematic Universe. We've been covering all these Tarantino movies, and his cinematography is always on point. And I didn't even know the guy's name. That's me not doing my job. Anyway, Robert Pattinson said, Robert Richardson said. I was going to say, what? Robert Whoa, Pattinson. What? Robert Pattinson. You were testing us, Batman. weren't you? We, <laughs> we're like, hmm. That's the headline. Robert Pat- Pattinson, who is Batman? Click on it. In some random podcast, <laughs> some guy mistakenly He's dressed like said, a cameraman. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's a cameraman. <laughs> the family of Bruce in. Wayne says, wrong, wrong. There's no family of Bruce Wayne. Okay. This could be news stories from the perspective of the fictional characters. That's how ridiculous. <laughs> yes, I am. I am here for that. All right, Robert Richardson, who deserves now, far more respect than I'm giving him. Quote, now get me pictures of Spider Man. He says, "Quote," I, <laughs> and they better look beautiful. <laughs> He's a menace. You got to paint with light. Paint me pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> okay, dressed as Pattinson. 24 frames a second. Okay, dressed as as Robert Pattinson as Batman. Okay, I think, (laughs) quote, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be able to hang it up after 10 films. I think that is the, I think that, God, I'm reading this wrong. I think that the process of hanging up is going to be a little different than people anticipate. I do believe that's what's going to happen in my own mind is that he'll probably God, I hate some of these quotes. It feels like I'm reading a Trump quote because it's just like <laughs> incomplete thoughts. I do believe he'll make number 10, whatever that might be. But I think following number 10, he may, he may not want to make films the way he's making films, but he may want to create in a different media. For And this is something Tarantino has said. He said, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll write a book or I'll do theater. I'm like, I'm never going to be done, but I'm just going to be done with movies. Um. For example, back to the quote, let us just take the possibility that Quentin decides to shoot a film with Netflix. That Netflix film, which could be a, which will be a series, could be 10 hours long, could be 15 hours long, but it's Quentin Tarantino telling a story. 
I think it's, but it's Quentin Tarantino telling a story. I think it's highly possible. I think theaters, I think theater is highly possible. And I think writing books is highly possible, but I don't think this is the end of Quentin with moving pictures. Um, blah, blah, blah. Point is, and this is something that I've been thinking about since. So uh, this is a slight pimp. We also do the Grolic Cinematic Universe podcast, and we've been doing Quentin Tarantino movies all season. We're almost done with season Tarantino, as we're calling it. And we just did, um, this is relevant, we just did The Hateful Eight. Specifically, we watched the extended Netflix version miniseries, because it is it it is a miniseries. It's four episodes complete with end credits and everything. Um, episodic. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. What if that's just what Tarantino does after he's done with his quote-unquote movies? That might be like the best possible scenario. I kind of love it. I mean, we could get the third Kill Bill, but the third Kill Bill could be a series. I say I, I would love a Kill Bill like TV show or a streaming show. I oh, I mentioned, man, everything's relevant this episode. I mentioned, you know, Twin Peaks The Return earlier, and it was brilliant. But I've also, mm-hmm. I've talked about it on the show several times, but also that recent um, haunt, Haunting of Hill House, and I know Nicholas... Cobra Kai! And I know Nicholas Wending Refn is also directing, is doing something for Amazon, but basically, we're starting to see with these streaming services, uh, I guess Showtime doesn't count, but um, series, which could be 10, 13, however long, uh, series, however long, however many episodes, series, all created, all directed by one director, by like, an, you know, David Lynch. Uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm losing his name. The horror guy that I really like a lot. Um, doesn't matter. I'm sidetracking. But entire series that's essentially... One really talented filmmaker's vision. It's 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 a ten to thirteen hour long movie. I would love to see something like that from Tarantino. Oh yeah, and his movies are so long anyway. Like you know, oh, yeah. if he started writing something like that, he just wouldn't stop. And I, I don't know. I think it'd be good. I think it could really be good. Well, again, I'm I'm gonna go back to Cobra Kai. Like, I don't know that I'd want a five hour Karate Kid movie, but I love five hours of season one and season two. Mm-hmm. Like they're great. On the Cobra Kai note, Jesse, have you seen uh the new Godzilla movie? Yes. Yeah. Did you uh did you get the same vibe I did? Godzilla went to the Cobra Kai dojo. He knows to sweep <laughs> the leg. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He unlocked all all of his moves in this in this movie. It was good. I, I really I really enjoyed the new one, and I know it got some kind of weird weird mixed reviews. But I feel like the people that like monster movies uh, really dug it, and I think that's what matters because they were the main. Ghidorah, I was like, ah, he sweeped the leg. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, what? You, yeah, yeah. That that was that story. <laughs> yeah, everything's relevant. I won't have as much to rant about. Oh, wait, I just looked at more of the headlines. Okay, so here's here's a short one. Toy Story 4 just soared past a box office milestone for Pixar. Um, this is a short one. So Toy Story 4 has now made over a million, over a billion, a million, billion, over a billion dollars at the box office since its release, um, which is a lot of money. 
And this is, you know, it was also the only movie out for an awful long time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, now, this is more notable because this is. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me let me check. The I want to make sure I got my numbers right. Where to go? Where to go? I want to say this is the. Okay, I like how it's put here. No studio has ever had five $1 billion grocers in a year, and now Disney does. <laughs> With Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, the was Captain Marvel this year? Yeah, well, I, guess I think so. A, yeah, so uh, the, I think it was like March. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> it's like a fiscal year. It, it has its own uh, calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lion King, Aladdin, and Toy Story 4. The Lion King and Aladdin all each grossed a billion? Well, when Disney owns everything. Um, that's what I, yep, that's my whole point. We've really been hitting that on the news a lot lately. Uh, the only other, this is so good. The only other non-Disney movie to cross one billion this year was Spider-Man Far From Home from Sony, which, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's, it's still made by Disney. It's Marvel now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is all Disney. Um, So. That's like playing Monopoly and. You know, having hotels on the boardwalk side and being surprised you win. Monopoly <laughs> is the word. Like, they, I I don't know why. That's really why this story jumped out at me. Because I'm like, they just, yeah, you're going to keep breaking records for whatever because you you are the entire industry now. Like, you, it's insane. But whatever. I, just thought, I thought it was worth mentioning. The other companies don't stand a chance. No. Um, now here's 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 one that I'm unhappy about. Uh, ah, thanks, Jesse, for your, the likes and the heart. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that out there, just as you're like, I'm unhappy. Here's I'm some unhappy. Hearts. Yeah. Oh, very curious of you. <laughs> well, you know, I try. Uh, well, you might be unhappy about this one too. RoboCop Returns mm. just lost its director. Um, which is a bummer. So Neil Blomkamp, hey, you know, and it's not like everything he touches is gold, but it kind of seemed like he was the driving force be- behind RoboCop. Uh, was it RoboCop Returns? Yeah. And the whole like appeal to RoboCop Returns is it's a direct sequel. It's it's like Halloween, right? It's a direct sequel to the original RoboCop. It side skirts the the reboot, you know, and it. Neil Blomkamp's fantastic with special effects, so you know that could be put to good use for with uh, some type of c- cyborg movie. And uh, it seemed like he got it, like he gets it, he understood like the what made RoboCop work, and so he's off the project now, which is <laughs> kind of sucks. Some he gets it. Like we better get rid of him. <laughs> this is news from a tweet, and I'm confused by the tweet, but. It was announced on his Twitter. He says, off RoboCop. I am shooting new horror slash thriller and MGM can't wait slash need to shoot RoboCop now. Excited to watch it in theaters with other fans. It's confusing, but there's there's no like explanation for it other than he's shooting some other movie. Time constrictions. Would be yeah, I guess so. I guess so. He's busy and MGM doesn't want to wait. So RoboCop's probably going to suck. 
Yeah, no, that, yeah. Because that always happens when the studio rushes it. It, the movie suffers. Well, it's kind of like, it's an Ant-Man thing. Maybe a little bit different. I, you know, I'd be, I'm more excited for a lot of whatever Edgar Wright's involved in, but it's, it's a project that a big part of the appeal, like what got me excited about a movie was who was involved. And then the person involved goes away and it's just kind of like, my expectations are just went with them. Yeah. My expectations went with them. So yeah, whatever. You know what? I remember Robocop. (laughs) More nostalgia. I guess we were just spent. I knew Robocop and you, sir, are no Robocop. We spent 30 minutes of our Rocco review complaining about everything has to be like, you know, bring this back, bring that back. And now we're like, the guy who's going to bring back RoboCop left, and it's not going to be the same now. <laughs> now there's going to be a cloud talking about the winds of change. We're also, at least two of us, there are also the same ones waiting on the Masters reboot. So, uh, yeah, with mixed <laughs> mixed results uh, of my anticipation as well. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I have one piece of React at Paul's news. Oh, hey. And the news I've got to react to is He-Man documentary to be released in September. Oh, now this documentary is about the original movie, right? Yeah. I, I, it will, uh, according to this, it looks like it's the doc, uh, the movie and like just the rise of everything. Yeah, no, oh, okay. it's the definitive hit, uh, the power of Gray Skull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um. So yeah, does it dive into everything then? I, I, the toy line. They just have one of these though. Well, they had that show, um, the toys that made us or whatever. Yeah, but then the I think Power of Grayskull is already out. What is this old? It it doesn't list it as old. It no, says no. August second, twenty nineteen. But I think you can look up Power of Grayskull and watch it on Netflix now. The Power yeah. of Grayskull will be available September 3rd on DVD and digital from High Octane Pictures. So this is just getting a home, like a physical release? Is that what's going on? And it was it was oh. a good it was a good documentary. It's just interesting that it's getting a, its own article now. You are absolutely correct. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I I, I would recommend it. Go From watch 2017? it. 2017. Yeah, it's good. Who is it? Comic yeah, book. it's old. It's Comicbook.com. <laughs> you steered me wrong again. Me too. You sons of bees. They don't even. I thought it, it was something else because I thought maybe this one was specifically about the movie, which well, see, I would I would love to hear more about the movie because the movie is a crazy train wreck. Yeah, I was really hoping. It's like okay, maybe we're gonna finally find out what they were thinking right it doesn't even mention it being available to stream on netflix what nope can't trust any of the news nope these hard-hitting stories about he-man documentaries you can't trust them i don't know (laughs) uh okay 
And then, oh yeah, whatever. Walking Dead find over misuse of emergency alert system tones. Uh, yeah, that seems like a, a kind of a a, a blunder, but uh, that's all there really <laughs> is to that. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, for obvious reasons, somebody at some point should have been like, you know what? Th- those emergency tones that they use on TV uh, during emergencies, national, uh, you know, maybe we well, shouldn't use those. Use, yeah, <laughs> one. We, yeah. So apparently they're they're looking at serious fines, AMC. Uh, but that's that whole story. All right. Well, <laughs> that documentary good thing coming out this weekend. That blows my mind. Yeah. Is there is there anything coming anything out? Anything good coming out this weekend? Was there one good movie? Is there one that will there, rule okay, them there all? There is one good movie that I know there everyone's always excited. is. There's like, hey, let's release this movie. It'll make all the money because there's nothing to compete with it. And that movie is. The Angry Birds movie two, is it really? I didn't even know that was a thing. Honestly, like, oh my god, seriously, go watch scary stories to tell in the dark. Just yeah, go see that. Oh again. yeah. Uh oh, this is. I miss doing Monday episodes only because if I, I I'm a nerd, but I like the box office report, and I don't know mm-hmm. how well I want to know how well that movie did. Um, I mean, we could do it on Thursdays too, but it feels a little late in the week, uh, so. Yeah, the Angry Birds movie too. Oh God, really? Maybe they're good. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, it's an entire movie based on the premise of launching birds at pigs. It's not just that; it's the sec- second entire movie. It's the sequel oh, to the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the movie poster. It says frenemies. So maybe they're going to bury the hatchet. Oh jeez. Um, okay. Early numbers with scary stories. It came in second behind Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's right. That's good though. I mean, second's good. It, it no matter what it was, it was, it was going to beat Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw was the big. There's, you know, the kids like, were actually talking about Dora today at school. Ah, somebody shared a very amusing review that some guy had posted of that movie, and uh, dude, people seem to like it. That review was funny. I love that video. Man, that video was so great. Uh, He was enthusiastic. But yeah, so there's always a tent pole. Hobbs and Shaw was going to be hard to compete with. And I, God, it's so sad, but I'm pretty sure the Angry Birds movie too is that tent pole. It's going to go, it'll be this weekend's uh, number. Well, probably number two, because I think Hobbs and Shaw will still be playing. I mean, you, you, uh, listener, hey, you don't even have to wait. It, it, it opened technically it opened yesterday so you can go watch it now uh these are suddenly realizing most of our listeners may not even be in the u.s these are u.s release dates i apologize we're up to 12 people um yeah yeah i think later in the evening might be better for these we'll see we'll work it out um good boys is also opening that's that like super foul language r-rated comedy oh with- yeah with uh, young boys, sixth grade boys. Okay, I can't. I had, what age is that? What age range is six? They're not. I guess not really teens. I guess preteens. Is they right around twelve? Okay, eleven yeah. and twelve maybe. Um, you know, I don't know. It might it might be okay for a chuckle, but kind of looks like that's the whole gimmick, and it's just gonna be dumb humor. So who knows? Uh, forty-seven meters down on caged. 
some type of so sharks are back, huh? They've got another shark movie. <laughs> some type of shark thing. Oh, they you want robot on us, Paul? Oh, I said I don't think sharks ever left. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Um, Every girl's crazy about a shark dressed man. <laughs> uh, speaking of, this is for sure not getting a wide release, but there is a ZZ Top uh, doc, uh, like a, a documentary opening. Wow, that's a segue I didn't even mean to make. I, I know. I was like, I, that really? Did you just reference that? That's funny. Um, ZZ Top, that little old band from Texas, <laughs> is a documentary. Um, I have no idea where that's playing, but it's a thing that's also opening this weekend. Uh, Probably Texas. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, probably. My dad loves ZZ Top. Especially at Alamo Draft House in Texas. Oh, Oh, it was made for that. Um, uh, Blinded by the Light, which is what? Comedy, drama, music? Not interested. (laughs) Where? Where'd you go, Bernadette? Comedy, drama, mystery? Oh, that's directed by Richard Linkletter? Oh, interesting. Okay, well, that's probably definitely not getting a wide release. Uh, Okay, this is also not getting a wide release, but The Divine Fury. An an MMA fighter helps an exorcist fight evil. Uh, That looks like... (laughs) What? Are those Korean names? That looks like a Korean movie. And it sounds Made that demon tap out. You know what? I gave her a spiritual arm bar. I'm going to change... You know what? Move over, uh, Angry Birds movie two. That's the new pen- temple. <laughs> it is South Korean. I mean, it might as well be. <laughs> it is South Korean, and so uh, most. Uh, it's definitely not something Americans are going to see in the theater. But uh, that's, that's that's. I'm putting my money on that one. What? What? So I, I thought Nick Fury mixed with Constantine. Did you get the same oh yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got South- his eye on you. Said <laughs> oh. Dimitar says it's a must see. South Korean Nick Fury mixed with Constantine. I, I, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, that, yeah, that's it. That's what's opening this weekend. So, <laughs> I don't know where you're going to see that, but that's the one I I recommend that one. Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then go see ZZ Top documentary. You don't know ZZ Top? Then you definitely better go watch it. All right. Okay. Well, hey, uh, let's end this. All right. So, <laughs> let's end this. Uh, hey, if you like what we do, be sure to, uh, you know, you can follow me on here, but oh. also what? I, I, I feel like uh, I, it just occurred to me because uh, I was, I was stumbling over uh, a, a stray thought and I was like, why, why am I even thinking about this? Last week, I suggested a movie, <laughs> and it went over well. Oh, yeah, it what? did. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it did. So I, I, I feel like I need to I need to oh. give you guys the opportunity to give we, me my comeuppance. We accidentally <laughs> – no, Melanie's not here. She's. I have a feeling she's the one that would really have some words for you. I, <laughs> she, we accidentally had a good episode today. We this should have been horrible. We should have made this hell for you. Okay, so <laughs> the listeners, if you're confused, like so last week's movie because we do the movie thing, we pick a movie and then we review it like we did today. Uh, the movie we reviewed last week was I Kill Giants, 
did not go over well with pretty much anybody. Jesse picked that movie <laughs> and then was not on the episode. So he did not nope. get to experience it. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. First off, Jesse, what did you think of it? I, I, I have a feeling uh, you've heard our review by now. And yeah, but I'm curious yeah, yeah, yeah. what you thought of it. I, I knew I knew before you guys ever got there, I was like, oh, as I as I got to thinking about it more and more, I was like, oh, I like the original source material, but it really wasn't a very good uh, adaptation. And the only reason I was okay with it is because I already had the source material under my under my belt or hat or whatever the the saying is. And uh, so, yeah, I, I would have already been numb to the premise. But if this is your exposure to the premise, it's probably pretty terrible. <laughs> So I already knew the twist. I knew the twist before I ever saw the movie. Yeah. I I think I talked over you. Oh, in in the source material, were the giants real? No, no, it's all, it's all. And that's the thing, you know, like they had to play, they had to be play it cutesy or something. I Mm -hmm. don't know why they brought the, the giant back at the end, you know? Uh, And I was thinking about this and this, this is why it came to my, uh, came back to me was that there's this weird uncanny valley thing that happens um, that happens in this movie for some reason that didn't happen in Christopher Robin. Like I can believe that, uh, that uh, God, his name's escaping me. Ewan McGregor is actually talking to a stuffed bear and that everybody can see that stuffed bear more than I can believe that this, this girl uh, is actually hunting dragon or not dragons, but giants. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's just the yeah, it's just the whole approach of it. Um, they they didn't commit to it, you know. Like yeah. even as as poorly executed as Christopher Robin is, I still I still buy it, you know. But this, I'm already skeptical about it in the first you know half hour. So yeah, uh, so that is to say that I I don't disagree with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with anyone. I do think that people should probably go check out the original uh, source material. But again, uh, the comics, it's just going to be a little bit e- easier to buy in on this right off the bat, as opposed to trying to make this thing a movie. I guess I was kind of surprised that it was made a movie. And that was part of the reason I sought it out in the first place. So does the central character come across as potentially unlikable and possibly definitely should probably be a serial killer by the end of this movie. In <laughs> I mean, I would, I would say, yeah, she's still unlikable because she's killing you know, like she kills giants, you know? Um, but you're, <laughs> I don't know. That could be a good thing. You're okay. You're okay with it a little bit because you're more inclined to be like, what is going on? You know? Whereas in this, you just know she's crazy. Like, you just know right off the bat, there's no burying the lead on this thing. You're like, oh, there's something wrong with her. There aren't really giants. She's not actually killing giants. Because, I don't know, it's too real. It's too firmly set in the real world. Whereas, in a comic book, uh, you're already ready to believe pretty much anything. Yeah, that's one thing I was thinking is just the premise in general, especially, like, the movie tries to play it kind of cute with, like, well... Maybe there were giants, even though there definitely wasn't, because it's 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 ridiculous. But I think the mystery, by by and large, the mystery from start to finish is better in the book. That's something that 
definitely you can't or is harder to translate from uh, comics to a, a film hmm, a film uh, medium because when you're reading a comic, you're going into it be- knowing this is a comic book. If I'm going to read a comic book and there's a little girl with bunny ears fighting a giant, chances are that's just the book and it's actually happening in the story. With a movie, so it'd be it's more interesting to subvert that expectation, whereas the movie, you kind of come to it with the opposite expectation. And, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what they were doing with that ending. Like, like the ending that... that sub- is it's like confusing to everybody and, and you know, like are the giants real then? Yeah. I don't know what they were doing. This is not going to have a sequel in any form. It's not designed to have a sequel. It was supposed to be a lid, uh, like a graphic novel. That's what it is. It's a one and done. I feel like it was, I don't know. I didn't get the impression they were trying to set up a sequel. I got the impression of they were trying to, it's kind of ham fisted. Give her closure. Yes. Further enforce okay. that she got closure and she's better now, even though she's still hallucinating and talking to giants that don't exist. And even though the, she didn't really do anything to make herself better, except for almost commit suicide by running into a the hurricane. Oh, I think they should have ended it in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine had to... it would have been the better ending. No, the better ending is, and I'm not saying I want this, but I kind of want this as a movie. The better ending is <laughs> they find that her little friend dead because that girl was going to be a psychopath. She was okay, playing yeah. with dead things uh, and talking about sacrificing things. And even if she didn't have it in her to sacrifice a human yet or an animal, she would she have. Would by the time she got to high school, she would have. The little the skinny bully girl, she's dead. Her friend's dead. That's how the movie ends. <laughs> oh my god, the rabbit eater killer. <laughs> well, see, the and rab- that's the rabbit eater killer. I, I realize that's dark, and I didn't actually expect the movie to go that way. But the movie had me the most enthralled when it was hinting that it was going to go that way. Like they played up right. the really like not disturbing i mean they are disturbing but the more the really concerning aspects of her mental illness and then right. completely that was my major thing is they completely failed to address that in any real way and that kind of seems like a betrayal of the point of the movie well i mean yeah the the whole thing like after you know what's going on you're like i kill giants it's like oh yeah, that's you're trying to slay this giant, but this giant is a metaphor. Yeah, they tried to give her help. She smacked the crap out of her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, hey everybody, uh, we're talking about a movie we already reviewed last week, but uh, yeah, we just can't help it. <laughs> this is my comeuppance, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse missed it, and he suggested the movie, and he wasn't here for the episode, so. Now we have to tell him why we are unhappy about it. <laughs> I feel like that's fair. It's fair. All right. So, the, okay. Well, it's all right. I almost made everybody watch Gl- Girls with Balls, and that was a god-awful movie. That I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. I'm sorry I even mentioned it and brought it to uh, your attention. and I didn't make you watch it, but you watched it, and that's that's my bad. 
Teeth. Uh, Mad, Mad Amber says, Teeth, worst movie of all time. Yeah, I did not like Teeth. Uh, do you, do I don't you think anyone know? likes Teeth. <laughs> I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't necessarily dislike it for its premise. Beyond cringe, uh, Mad Amber says. I didn't dislike it. I mean, I'll be real. I watched it for its premise. That's insane. That yeah. is a crazy <laughs> right. thing to make a movie about. However, it's so lifetime. Like, it's like somebody was like, I want to make a lifetime movie with all the, all the like tropes of that. Uh, she, she says, not going to lie. I ask everyone to watch it. <laughs> sure. It's <laughs> one of those you inflict on people. Um, but it's, it's like got all the tropes of a lifetime movie, but made by an edgelord. You know, I don't know. It's not great. So that was our review of teeth. But, but with teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Teeth. It's a lifetime movie, but with teeth. But it's, you know, it knows what it is. It wants to be edgy. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think you could add that to just about any movie. It's Angry Birds 2. They're frenemies with teeth. But Vagina Tatara. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember from that movie is the doctor just wig it out. Okay. <laughs> but with teeth. Okay, so <laughs> I was waiting for the follow-up, but nope. That's okay. Oh, I see. What? It's a okay. butt with <laughs> teeth. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 end this. We're getting people in here now. See, no, no. Uh we'll we'll think about sliding it back if it were the our normal time if it works with our schedules. It it's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. To rock a rhyme that's right on time. Oh, uh, you beat me it to it. It is tricky. Tricky rock a rhyme, rock a rhyme that's right on time. Yeah. Tricky. So, what what's not tricky is finding more episodes of the Grolix podcast. They're not all like this. Most of them are edited and nice and fancy. And uh, and uh, <laughs> this yeah, is raw. This is raw, loose, um, with teeth. With teeth, you guys. I was just about to do it. Good. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Matt Amber's on it too. You guys got it. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. See, Matt Amber, Dimitri, you guys, you guys are awesome. All right, so uh, you can find regular episodes of the Grolix podcast here on Castbox, as well as anywhere else you find podcasts, as well as our movie podcast, Grolix Cinematic Universe. Definitely check those both out. Uh, let's see, Grolix Cinematic Universe. We recently talked about, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Hateful Eight, but we paired that with the Magnificent Seven from 1960 because. Hateful Eight, Magnificent Seven, it just kind of made sense. Although, last night, I just realized what a horrible missed opportunity it was that we didn't pair the Magnificent Seven with the original Westworld movie because they both star Yul Brenner as a cowboy in a black hat, except in one, he's a good guy, and the other, he's a murdering robot. So, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Uh, oh, I need to watch it so bad. Which which one? Which one? Um, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Watch Every all the movies I mentioned. Uh, so, anyway. And then on Grolix Podcast, we're actually talking about comic books this month. Uh, we always talk about comic books one episode out of the month, but this episode, we're, or this month, we're doing two. The robot one. Oh, man, Westworld. 
the movie is great. Uh, 70s, a little cheesy, but man, it's, it's, it's classic. And the show is amazing. I love the show. Um, so Grolic's podcast, we're talking about, uh, what's the next episode? We are talking about poll list. Uh, is it deadly class or do we already class? Deadly class volume one. No, we recorded it. Hasn't gone up yet. Uh, so, which is an excellent comic book spoilers. Um, yeah. Also a TV show, but I don't know if that was good or not. It's canceled, so that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, it was probably good. The good ones always <laughs> it got canceled, so it's probably good. Very good point. Um, and then next month, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Glow or something for a little bit, or at least as long as Melanie will put oh, up with us talking man, about it. Oh, man, I cannot <laughs> wait, because I, I, I just finished it last night. And we're oh, like, oh I, I my just, God, how I do just, you do that? I just started it, which means I'll be done by tomorrow, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're so sh- it's so good. There's no reason for the show to be as good as it is. It's, uh, it's it, if I have a criticism, get ready. There's some time jumps, and it makes sense for what they're doing. But it, oh. it's a little, it's a little uh, confusing sometimes because it's like, okay, you're just gonna do a time jump and act like we should know this, but then you're gonna obviously reference something from the last episode for several episodes. Oh, I have a feeling I just so, got to the episode yeah. before the time jump. Mm, could be could be um no yeah it is so good and it like hits such amazing like poignant character moments that gets you in the feels that you're like these characters are both ridiculous but man i'm with them (laughs) with them right now. yeah there is almost no reason for me to be enjoying this movie or this i mean it's like a movie but the series as much as i am other than i am kind of a wrestling fan but like you don't have to be a wrestling fan. In fact, it's probably better if you're not. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so good. Um, okay. Anyway, let's end it. Hey, Paul, you got you got anything to promote? You got anything? You tell people to go somewhere. <laughs> well, that that's a double edged sword. Uh, True. Do that what you will. <laughs> Come find me. This is marvelous wood burnings on Facebook. Awesome. You want art? We've got wood for you. And does. also this weekend, I should be posting a video of my review and breakdown on scary stories to tell in the dark. Ooh, really? Oh, excellent. Yeah, I keep wanting to talk about the movie, but there's really no place to talk about it. So I said, screw it. I'm going to make a place. Hey, that's how you do it. Yeah. There you go. Well, tag us when you do it and I'll reshare it. I, if you do go into spoilers, though, I may not watch it yet. Which is the problem? Not, I'll say it, yeah, it'll. There's not really a way to break it down without going into spoilers, so it'll definitely have the spoiler warning at the beginning. Sweet. Okay. Um. Wow, this was a long one, guys. But hey, fun, good one. Yeah, almost double, double almost double length at this point. Getting there. yeah, not quite, but we're getting there. Might- um, I'm going to throw my pimpage uh, really? in the direction of. Uh, cell cellmates because I think they're going to be doing uh, like we like we said earlier in the episode. But if you weren't here for that, uh, cellmates is uh, done by Maggie and Sean. Uh, they're they're uh, husband wife duo, and they talk about um, cell animation. That's why they're cellmates, and they're going to be talking about this show that we just talked about today, which is Rocco's Modern Life, uh, the Netflix special, mm-hmm. Static Cling. And uh, and also the forthcoming uh, Invader Zim. 
So go check that out. They're on Castbox. It's a live cast is how they'll they'll broadcast it. And I assume that it's going to be coming up this Saturday or Sunday. It seems that's, like that's when they do it. Yeah, I don't know if they've changed times or not, but that's generally when they do it is Saturday evening. Um, usually at like 8, 7 central, something like that. Um, but yeah, they just do live casts. Um, so look them up. You'll see it. You sh- if they, they per- She probably has it scheduled. You'll be able to find it. Um, and that's it. That's what we got. So thanks everybody for listening. There's a whole bunch of guys joined uh, the last 30, 40 minutes, which is awesome. And uh, a lot of new faces, a lot of new faces, which I like, I like a lot. So that's part of the reason that we move, that we wanted to move the time. So if, Mm -hmm. you know, if this time works better, you know, maybe we just push it an hour. I don't know. Or two hours, whatever. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this yeah, it's, I don't know. If it works with people's schedules, six might be a better time. We'll, we'll, we'll think about moving it around so we can kind of accommodate listener schedules because the five o'clock slot, uh, five central slot, not a whole lot of people are active. But And if you're listening to this as a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Replay or uh, a recast? Podcast. Yeah, replay. Good. Uh, if you're listening to this as a replay, get a hold of us on any of our social medias. If you have an opinion, let us know because you know this was this was literally a time kind of chosen arbitrarily, and yeah. it's open to it's open to change. It's open to being flexible. The winds, the winds have changed. We're open to the clouds blowing the winds of change at us, and it sounds like. A Grolix outro. Oh. Hey, thanks. thanks. Yeah, it's a great show. It's really fun to to listen to you guys. Well, I appreciate it. And it's, I can't believe you've been here almost the whole episode. This has been a long one. So I appreciate you listening. Awesome. Ready for the three-hour post show? <laughs> oh Lord! God. Good because I'm not either. <laughs> no, we're not doing a three-hour post show. But even on our live shows, we have to do the post-credits randomness. Oh man! Oh, yeah. If you if you listen to any of our regular podcasts, every episode like an outtake or something goes after the outro music. So if you didn't know that, listen for them. And credits to get you ready for the ne- get you pumped for the next show. Yep. Yep. Um, also, and that's usually maybe, after a pre-show. Oh, yeah, you were going into it. Yeah, go for I, it. Yeah, it made me think of pre-show. So, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Podcast For a buck a month, you can su- help support the show and get access to over 50, over 50 bonus episodes that are Patreon exclusive. Can't find we're not even else. to 100 normal episodes, and we're already to f- over 50 pre-shows. Yep, yep. Um, Oh boy, 100. It's coming up.
It's coming right. fast. Well, let's go ahead and end the stream because this has been going on long and I should I, I probably consult you guys before I hold you on the show this long. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's fine. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, Paul, for joining again. It's a pleasure yeah. to have you on the show. I say this, this, this is fun. Like I said, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> you ever well, thought about becoming a podcaster? Because <laughs> you've got the perfect schedule for it. We will take uh, we'll take full advantage of your lack of life, if that's the case. Every <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. <laughs> say, if you guys are okay with it, I'll join in every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm still stuck on Jesse's life comment. That was great. Uh, <laughs> he knows I have no life. <laughs> he know, yeah, I know because I share this this lack of life sometimes. <laughs> oh, I definitely do too. All right. All right. We'll take it easy. And Jesse, you too. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye, later, everybody. Guys. All right, bye. bye.